1: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.
5: Now, I am told there is no cheering in sports radio. Here we go, Nuggets! Here we go! Here we go, Nuggets! Here we go! Welcome into the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are on the vast Fox Sports Radio network, emanating live from the global headquarters as we bluviate the overnight hours away. I'm glad you have chosen to spend a couple minutes of the most valuable asset that you have, Your time with us inside the Magic Radio Box. And there is the lead story, and the lead story comes from Orlando. More bubblicious NBA action as Jamal Murray getting it done at 28 points, 12 assists, and the Denver Nuggets storming back. And this was a domination situation in Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals as they get a convincing victory over a team that has to be disheartened right now, the Lakers. Even though they lead the series two games to one, you see the same thing happening that we have seen in the past year with this Denver team coming on strong. I witnessed it firsthand when they stuck it to the Clippers, and I'm seeing the same thing happen here in this series. I'm very optimistic about my new favorite team, the Denver Nuggets. Now, Jeremy Grant, he had 26 points. That was unexpected for Denver And he was left wide open, and he didn't miss very much. Nikola Jokic had a typical performance by him, the 2010 type of game. And the Nuggets were just too much for the Lakers on this night. They shot a blistering 54.8%. From the floor, the Nuggets did in the victory. And the better story is in the losing locker room. Ha <laughs> ha! It's got purple and gold on it. The losing locker room. Purple and gold all over it. So let us discuss the question. I'll be totally serious here. I am going to play it right down the middle. I am not going to BS you. Right down the middle. Okay? I'm not going to goof around here and be a funny guy and all that. I'm not driving the clown car right now. How much trouble are the Lakers in after that? Disgraceful effort against the Nuggets. So on the patented maller scale of anxiety, one to ten, with ten being your highest level of panic, DEF CON 1, if you will. I'm at an 8.5 for the Lakers. They're, it should be at an 8.5 here. And now, you can play your little laugh track all you want. I'm not just whistling in the wind here. I don't really what know how to whistle that well. Uh, it's not about the Clippers. It's about the Lakers who took it on the chin. <laughs> they what got a glass jaw. The they got a glass jaw. So I've got the Sweet Science, Bilingual, and Costco. And we will combine all of these things together. Now, A... As we break the game down, the Nuggets have followed the same script in these playoffs. This is why it's higher now. I was not that concerned when the Clippers had a three to one lead against the Lakers, and then the Nuggets won a game. I was, "Ah, who really cares?" And I learned my lesson, and i'm I'm seeing the same thing, the same arrogance among these purple and gold historians that don't realize what's about to happen to them. It's going to make it even more enjoyable. Having witnessed what, not only against the Clippers, but what the Nuggets did against the Utah Jazz, the Lakers should be starting to have that flop sweat on their their forehead right now because the Nuggets, you can call them interlopers, whatever you want, they're not going away. They're not. They're the varmint that is here, and you're going to have to do something about it. Think of the Nuggets in terms of the sweet science. In boxing, one of the great recent examples in boxing is Floyd Mayweather. And the way the Nuggets have approached these playoff games this season has been Floyd Mayweather-esque. The money team would spend the first few rounds of a fight feeling out the opponent and then would methodically batter, bruise, and completely beaten the fellow pugilist. It is a meticulous approach that the Nuggets have here, rigorous style, that has made them so difficult. And we saw the Lakers kiss the canvas late in the second quarter and into the third quarter. And they came made a little of run. The Nuggets came right back, knocked them down by 20. There was a standing eight count at one point. And yeah, the Lakers made a little futile run there, but they you know, it was all for semantics keep the ratings up on television they came up obviously short because they were not good enough so there's two ways you can approach this you're at a fork in the road you can either be the ostrich bury your head in the sand right Say, oh no nothing to see here everything's good we got LeBron Ra, rah rah get your pom-poms out we got LeBron or you can open your eyes up and say holy crap we got a problem because this is the same blueprint that the Nuggets have used to surgically surgically take down the Utah Jazz and the Clippers. A couple of heavyweights. The Clippers certainly a big heavyweight in the NBA. And the Lakers, to, to say this was or oh, the Lakers had a shot. Well, they last led this game 20 to 18 in the first quarter with 315 on the game clock. The final 39 minutes of this game, Denver never trailed. That is a domination situation, is what it is. Now, part B of this. On the Ben Maller Show, you probably don't know this because I don't like to talk about it. We are bilingual on the Ben Maller Show. Now, we don't speak Spanish. We don't speak French. We don't speak any other language except we are masters of body language. Okay? That is our other language, body language. And when I was watching this game, I took copious notes. I scribbled down some notes, a little chicken scratch there. Uh, on a notepad that I had. And you could see the signs of disgust on the Lakers side here. And I am a master of reading body language. The gyrations, the mannerisms. This is a team that was realizing in the third quarter they were in some trouble you saw the eye rolls, you saw the shoulders slouching, the sluggish posture, the inspecting of the fingernails, looking at the fingernails. LeBron James even banged his head against the basket stanchion in frustration after the game. I mean, that was right in your face. It was caught on television. And listen, it happens. The Lakers were overwhelmed by a better Nuggets team who outworked them, right? And it's this is often not that hard watching sports when you're watching a ball game you can generally tell what team has a little more gusto and a little more enthusiasm and uh, you can say wants it more, however you want to describe it. But nine out of ten times, the team that's playing like that wins the game. right? They, They leave the arena with the W and the other team's eating an L. And Nicole Jokic and his friends from Denver, they dominated the hustle stats. Contested shots, charges drawn. I know he played tremendous defense. The Lakers shot well as well, but the deflections, the loose balls recovered, the the screen assist. Denver had 19 more rebounds. They neutralized Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is six foot ten. He plays like a little guy. He plays like a little guy. He's a jump shooter. He's a six ten jump shooter. And and that was a that was a liability in this game. Obviously, he had zero rebounds. For the first three quarters, and he played, I believe, over 40 minutes in the game and finished with two. In the, He had two in the fourth quarter. The first three quarters, he had as many rebounds as you had and I had and everyone listening had combined. All right, last word. So the Laker historians that have been a – pain in my backside over the years. they only want the truth when the truth is convenient. Sorry that's not how we operate here. we are truth tellers in the magic radio box and Burger King James. see the uneducated fans says oh he played well he had a triple double not his part not his fault not his fault. I disagree. he had a triple double but for 75 percent of that game LeBron was a net negative. the first three quarters he had 17 points five turnovers. And he was not dominating the game. Damage had already been done by the time LeBron kicked it into second gear. LeBron and his comrades assumed wrongly that the Nuggets would roll over into the fetal position and start sucking their thumb after that heartbreak hotel loss. Spoiler alert! Didn't happen. The Nuggets are like that classic line from Rocky Balboa. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And the Nuggets have shown here, they can take a lot of body blows. And they can take punches to the face and the chin, and they keep getting up. We witnessed the sleeping dragon wake up here and rise up for the Denver Nuggets. And listen, the Lakers have more talent, but they are a beatable team. The Clippers would have beaten them if they had gotten here. The Nuggets have a great chance of winning. And the reason they have a lot of dumb players on the Lakers, they have a propensity for screw-ups, a number of low IQ players on this team. Jamal Murray comes out swinging haymakers with electrifying basketball and you got to feel pretty good if you're in the Mile High City here. Pretty confident that the Nuggets are are in position to toss some dirt on LeBron James resume. Uh, by the the time this thing ends, and why not? It's the bubble. Why not have the Denver Nuggets make the NBA Finals? Wouldn't that be great for basketball to have the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals to show you that last year we had Toronto, this year Denver. Why not? And what about the unwashed, by the way? We'll put the bow on this Malheur monologue. We believe in the pulse of the people, the democracy of the Malheur militia. So I asked the Malheur militia to fill in the blank. We posed a question on social media. The Lakers are in blank of trouble against the Nuggets. We have had hundreds and hundreds of votes so far. It's only been up for a couple of hours. And the leading vote-getter, the leading vote-getter, the Lakers are in a basketful of trouble. Right, basketful. Now, mind you, that's a Costco-sized basketful. The size of Rhode Island. That's how big the basket is. Eugene in Chicago says the Nuggets are the comeback kids. Lou says all the Laker fans. They're actually historians, Lou. All the Laker historians who are orgasmic because the Nuggets beat the Clippers should be reminded by the saying, beware of what you wish for. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I'm going to say this right now. What's wrong with your Clippers? The Lakers blowing a 2-0 lead. Against Denver, if they go on to lose this series, is more emasculating than what happened to the Clippers. That's more embarrassing to LeBron James than to the Clippers. What is still wrong with the Clippers. Clippers? Have lost series leading three to one, but should LeBron end up on the wrong side of this series? That is a tremendous mark, a negative mark on his report card that he will never be able to overcome when his career is over, which is sooner than later.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
5: You got to do the shuffle, the roster shuffle. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show for this hour. We are emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios as we bloviate coast to coast on the vast Fox Sports Radio network. And we are here all night long, an NFL monologue this hour, Tuesday, a day off in the NFL. But it was a busy day, that's for the players, but it was a busy day for transactions. If you like the transaction, this is a good day of the week because we have workouts, we have players, Changing teams, musical chairs, and when the game of musical chairs stopped, uh, some old faces were in new places, and if you were not taking notes, perhaps you missed it, Blake Bortles is back in the NFL. Woohoo! hoo That's right, free agent quarterback Blake Bortles, a Jacksonville legend, has agreed to join the Denver Broncos. John Elway has done it again. That is the quarterback that will fix... The woe Broncos. But wait, there's more. Running back Devontae Freeman, later the Atlanta Falcons, who nobody wanted. He has been scooped up by the New York football giants. So let us discuss. Now you would say there's no way you can squeeze out a monologue about Blake Bortles and Devontae Freeman. Don't try me. Don't try me. I'm going to do it. All right, so toss up question. Between these two marginal NFL players, Blake Bortles and Devontae Freeman, the toss-up is this. Who has a better chance of having a longer NFL career from this point forward? Not necessarily with the Broncos or the Giants, but who has the staying power in the NFL and who will be in the NFL longer? I'm going to go with Blake Bortles. I believe this is easy. You've got John C. Riley. Band-Aid, and peanuts. And we will combine all these things together, and we are going to make uh, some uh, some pie, some banana cream pie, the greatest pie of them all. Now, number one. Number one. So Blake Bortles will get paid to do nothing. He's not going to make a lot of money in Denver, and he might not be there all that long at all, but he's going to get paid, and most likely he's not going to have to play. That has been his M.O., Going back to Jackson. But even when he played for the Jags, he didn't play well. He is the temporary quarterback until and if Drew Locke and his mangled shoulder is repaired. Now, Bortles, he's going to hang out and go to all the quarterback meetings and the practices, and he'll have a bird's eye view of Jeff Driscoll, who is going to get the opportunity. He will have first crack to sling the football around for Uncle Vic. And the Broncos, now the reason that I am going to pick Blake Bortles to have a longer run than Devontae Freeman is simple. Location, location, location. And in this case, it's not even location. It's position, position, position. The NFL has a shortage of veteran backup quarterbacks. There, There is a need for the veteran backup quarterback. Being a backup quarterback is akin to being a character actor in Hollywood. Blake Bortles, if he plays his cards right now, he was a backup in Los Angeles with the Rams last year. Now he's in Denver this season early in the year. He has a shot at becoming the John C. Riley of the NFL. John C. Riley, good good actor, been in a bunch of things. Step brothers, Talladega Knights, Wreck It Ralph, Boogie Knights, Cedar Rapids, all these movies, but more of a character guy. Uh, Than anything, he's normally not the top person on the billing. And as a substitute quarterback, though, Blake Bortles can play a number of different roles, right? He can be the hilarious comic foil when he comes into the game. He can look like a stud in practice, right? Not a game. Not a game. We talked about practice. So he can set in there and have a long run as a backup quarterback. Now, the second thing. Let's go to Devontae Freeman, who has more of a chance short-term. you got the micro and the macro. So short-term, you would say he's going to have an opportunity to play right away. Blake Bortles only gets in the game if Driscoll gets hurt or goes out and drops a deuce at the 50-yard line. The Giants have a gaping hole, a massive chasm at the running back position. They are destitute in the backfield. And so... The old line, beggars cannot be choosers. So this is a a marriage out of convenience because Devontae Freeman wants an opportunity to play. He doesn't care if it's on a crap team, so he's willing to go to the Giants. The Giants need somebody who's got some experience. And so, ta-da! Here they are together. Saquon Barkley, right now, he's the franchise. He's also crippled and gone for the season. Now, Freeman is going to be tossed, I would assume, right into the frying pan. Right away. And he is going to be a human Band-Aid, but he is not a big enough Band-Aid to help the Giants actually win. Like, unfortunately, Band-Aids cannot fix scars. That's the problem. And the, and the Giants have a scar. They got a big one. And he has been, Devontae Freeman, a shell of his former Pro Bowl self. I got a buddy of mine who's a big Giants fan. We were texting back and forth, and I I was pointing out that Devontae Freeman – Was surrounded by a Hall of Fame quarterback and he had a Hall of Fame receiver in Atlanta. And he was the running back and he was great for a while. And then all of a sudden he turned into a popper. Uh, He was just, he was terrible. And he popped into the back of the right tackle, the left tackle, the guard, the center, whatever. Devontae has the highest percentage of carries for a loss for negative yards since the start of the 2019 season, minimum 100 carries. According to Pro Football Focus, 13.8% of all of his carries last season in Atlanta were a net negative. And by the way, just for fun, S and giggles, Saquon Barkley was second last year. So the Giants should feel right at home when Devontae Freeman runs into the backside of one of his offensive linemen because it would be very similar to Barkley last season. So, anyway, I was texting my, my guy, who's a Giants fan, I was telling him that. In the running back world, Devontae Freeman is what Cam Newton was in the offseason as a quarterback. All right. And somebody, well, Todd Gurley, I would go Devontae Freeman because Cam Newton had issues. We're going to talk about him more later in the show. And no one wanted him because of the baggage and all that stuff. And he, he used to be good. Devontae Freeman used to be good. He's a two time Pro Bowl player. He's damaged goods. The last two seasons, he's been ravaged by knee and foot injuries. And the bigger problem, though, for Devontae Freeman is that he is a running back. And veteran running backs get squeezed out of the NFL. There's a market for the older quarterback who blows. There is a market for that guy. There is not a market for the older running back that has lost it. That has a shorter lifespan. It's kind of obvious. If you watch the NFL, you know this. The expiration date is about 30, give or take. Now, there's some freaks, some exceptions to the rule, but the exception does not make the rule. We've got a few older running backs in the NFL right now, but that does not mean that's going to be the normal. It's not. Devontae is, I believe, 28 years old, so quarterbacks can toil around until they are 35-ish as a backup. right? As a backup. Now, final point. So let's break down the crappy backup quarterback pandemic that the NFL has been dealing with. Uh, they have built up, these, these second-rate quarterbacks have built up their own cottage industry of employment in the NFL. These crummy, seasoned veterans are an integral security blanket for the paranoid coaches. It's kind of like the, the cartoon The Peanuts, right? Coaches play the role of Linus – And we know how Linus loves his blanket and carries it everywhere. And he's not embarrassed by it. Should be embarrassed by it. Not embarrassed. All right? These coaches, they love these veteran backup quarterbacks. They should be embarrassed by it, but they're not. It's very odd, right? Marginal, shoddy, inferior backups Experience at the quarterback position as the backup is valued more than actual talent. You'd rather have an old guy that you know sucks than a young guy who might be good but you're not sure about. Like, Open your eyes. If you look around the landscape of football right now in this moment, it's biblical. It's the 14 holy helpers. You've got Matt Barkley in Buffalo, Joe Flacco with the Jets, RG3, Baltimore, Case Keenum. The Browns backup. Mike Glennon is currently the number two quarterback in Jacksonville. Chad Henney is a broken bone by Patrick Mahomes away from starting at quarterback for the Super Bowl champion Chiefs again. Nathan Peterman is still hanging around. He's currently the backup for the Raiders because Mariota got hurt. Andy Dalton is the Cowboy backup. Colt McCoy... Your Giants backup at age 34. Nick Foles, he's in Chicago. But wait, there's more. Matt Schaub, Atlanta Falcons. He's back with the Falcons as the backup. Blaine Gabbard is in Tampa. You want more? Brett Hundley. Wasn't he the quarterback uh, back in the day in in Cleveland when they were terrible and didn't win a game? Uh, He is the Arizona backup quarterback. And Geno Smith, my guy Geno, who told me he was going to be a star, he has settled into that cottage industry as a backup to Russell Wilson in Seattle. But he made his name being terrible with the J-E-T-S suck, suck, suck. And I didn't even go to the third-string quarterbacks because Jameis Winston, for example, he's a third-string quarterback. There's a couple other veteran guys that are third-string quarterbacks. But what is the point of giving you the list of the 14 holy helpers? That is a list where Blake Bortles is going to be a part of soon, and will be a part of if he wants for almost a decade. Blake Bortles has an opportunity, if he plays his card right, his cards right here, to be a backup quarterback for almost a decade. He has been fine in practice. He impresses coaches with his play in practice. His kryptonite, Bortles, is playing in the games. That's his problem. Well, if he's the backup, assuming the starter doesn't get hurt, he's got nothing to worry about. He's in good shape. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, the path is there. The roadmap
6: is available for Blake Bortles. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
4: sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
6: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. Fire it. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
1: Coop
8: Dalu. Well, so far Rob Gronkowski has two catches for 11 yards with the Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady's only thrown his way four times total. Uh, Bruce Arians downplayed all of this by pointing at other things that Gronk does for the team, how great his run blocking was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, sure. Um, Ben, do you think that Brady and Gronk will eventually establish
5: a rhythm, or is this combo cooked? All right, so A, it's always a bad thing when the coach says you do things that don't show up in the box score. Everything important shows up in the box score, so he's full of crap. Gronkowski looks like the guy who should have stayed retired but got talked into it by Tom Brady and didn't really want to do it, but Brady said, we'll have fun, we'll hang out in Florida. And you would have assumed the position that Brady and Gronk, that 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 would have been like a couple of fingers tied together there as a safety blanket, but from what I have seen and from what I've heard, Gronkowski, he cannot get separation. You can't throw him the ball if he's not open. And B, the celebrity status. Uh, You check at Gronkowski. People don't realize he's bad. He is owned in like 88% of fantasy football leagues. He has been worthless. In Tampa, there are 36 tight ends who have more targets, 41 tight ends that have more catches, and 51 tight ends that have more yards than Gronkowski. You didn't trade for Gronkowski to be a blocking tight end. Bruce Arians is full of it. And, yeah, I don't expect much of anything. I think Gronkowski's not going to be that bad all the time, but I don't think he'll ever get close to what he was with the Patriots.
8: Next! So yesterday I asked you which of the 11 2-0 teams are the biggest frauds. Uh, You said the Bears, I believe. The Bears. Ben, now I ask you... uh, Are there any of the 11-0-2 teams that you think are better than their record implies?
5: Okay, so based on just the first two weeks of the season, no outside variables, knife to my throat, I would say the Broncos and the Bengals, because both of them had opportunities. They were close games. Uh, The the Broncos kind of worked their way back into the game in Pittsburgh. They lost on a field goal against Tennessee, and the Bengals were close against Cleveland. Of course, it was a garbage-time touchdown uh, and whatnot. They they lost on a field goal against the Chargers. So I'd say those two, not a believer in any of the 0-2 teams, though. These clubs have been terrible. Now, the one I think is actually going to turn it around would be the Vikings, but that's mainly because I believe in Zimmer. Other than that, whoo. All right, Next. Ben, you pass this edition. No, uh, I, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you better hurry up. Bro. Uh, it was
8: reported by the Athletic on Monday that Paul George gave a post-game speech after losing Game Seven about coming back together and yeah. refocusing for a championship run next year. It was met with eye rolls and bewilderment from his Clipper uh-huh. teammates. Uh-huh. Ben, you worried about locker room issues? Is there, is there chemistry no, no, problems?
5: No, no. no I, I don't. Do the I'm Clippers hate I'm Paul about, George? I'm worried about on-court problems, and I wouldn't mind if they traded Paul George for Joel Embiid or traded him for Kyle Lowry. I, I wouldn't have a problem. No, I'm worried about how they play on the court. I don't care what they do in the locker room. How'd we do? Psychic you fail. Oh, that's a winner. He said winner
6: first. First answer is the best answer. I
5: won.
4: I won. One day, sir.
6: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the, the password, password is. Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller.
5: And it is Password, the word game of the stars, which proves on a weekly basis the average sports radio listener is not very good at words. They don't know a lot of words. But maybe this will be different this week. Let's find out. We welcome in our contestants. we got some new people playing the game, some new voices here. We say hello to Dan in St. Louis. Hello, Dan. What's, what's up, Dan?
4: What's up? What's up, Coop the Loop? What's up, uh... Uh, 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 my man, the, um, well, i want to call him, the, um, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> and I'm talking about Eddie. I'm talking about Eddie. Oh, right. Eddie's right. your
6: man. He's so, <laughs> boy, he's your man. You don't even, <laughs> you don't know his name. <laughs> hey, Eddie, the, the, the uh, <laughs> the, uh <laughs> <laughs> this, guy's, this
5: guy's funny. I like this guy. He's laughing.
6: All right.
5: Hey, uh, Dan, calm down, Dan. I know you're all excited. What do you got going on there in St. Louis, Dan? You doing any kind of work? What, you, what brings you uh, to the show? You,
6: You know, I'm a full-time student. I go to Washington University, so. Oh, nice. What are you studying? Uh, uh, Communications. I'm going into public affairs and public relations to be able to help Donald Trump in his situation. Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. Uh,
5: You can be his his press secretary. All right. Uh, Very good. All right. Hold on a sec, Dan. You just laughed the whole time at the reporters. That's They do that anyway. All right. Hold on a sec, Dan, uh, in St. Louis, and you will be going against Aaron in Kentucky. Hello, Aaron.
4: Coop. Hey, Eddie. How
5: you doing? Yes. All Hello right. Uh, very nice there, Aaron. You sound like you're driving right now. Are you uh, at work? Are you going to work? What's going on? No, nah,
4: man. I'm going home.
5: You're going home? All right. What kind of work do you do?
4: Well, I'm in the United States military, in the United States Army. And, oh. And uh, I also, also work for Toyota.
5: Look at that. You're multi-tab. You work for the U.S. Army, and you also work for the... Uh, for for Toyota, very cool. alright Well, right, we'll we'll keep. Thank you for your service, Aaron. Uh, hold on a sec, Dan in St. Louis, the future press secretary at the White House. Who do you want to work with here, Dan? On passwords. Hey, well, let me get the cadet of Rain. Let me get Eddie. All right, Eddie. Uh, if you stop him from laughing, you got a chance. Uh, Aaron in Kentucky. Aaron, who do you want to partner up with, Aaron? Let me go with you, Ben. All right, good job by you. Let's play the game. We have a list of words one to ten. And Dan, you pick a number. You're gonna be up first here.
4: Number one.
5: All right. That's a great tribute to me. Thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Uh number one. Uh go ahead there, Eddie.
0: Okay. Uh okay. Uh the pass, the password is Dan. Um, let's say um Distrust. Uh. Uh,
5: liar. No. No. All right, Aaron. Liar. Let's go with uncertainty.
3: Uncertainty. Um.
5: Untruthful. All right. No, that's incorrect. All right, Dan. I, We're I think down I got I think, eight I, points. I
0: think I got a good clue here for you. Um, I could use the Mallard maneuver. Let's let's say um, skepticism. <laughs> skepticism.
5: A critic. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know what he said. Uh, he said, he right. said a critic. A critic. Oh. Uh, let's go with... I'm going to so try So much for the, good clue. I'm going to try... Yeah, Aaron, do you know what the Mallard Maneuver is?
4: Yes, sir. i, have, I uh,
5: All right. So remember, the first clue I gave was uncertainty. Let's try this. All right. No. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Are you kidding me?
5: <laughs> Just go with it, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. Just go with it. No, no. No. Remember, it's t- the Uncertainty was the first one, but this is the Malamu. I'm leading you into word. No
4: way. <laughs> <laughs> no
5: way. No, no way that clue is going to work. No, no, no doubt. No
0: way that clue is going to work. I don't
5: throw the word out. It was no doubt I was trying to get to, and that's a very popular band from back in the, uh, whatever, the 80s or whatever. The oh <laughs> 90s. No <laughs> yeah. doubt <in> the 80s. <laughs> whatever.
2: Uh, well, they,
5: did, they did start in the 80s. There you go. They were big in the 90s. All right, anyway, no, that's right. Pick a word, Aaron. Pick a word. Go ahead.
3: Let's go with uh, number three.
5: Number three. All right, very good. We'll go with number three here. Password, the word game of the stars. Uh, let's see here. Meeny, meeny miny, miny. How about we go with uh, flaw? Um,
4: flaw. No, um, you guys get-
5: no.
0: All right, Eddie, hurry up quickly. How about blame?
4: Blame uh uh fault. Yeah! Oh, oh, no, that's a damn, No, that
5: was the last chance. Damn, damn it! Winner! How dare you, Dad? got a golden chair. Damn, chicken! damn
3: you, damn all
5: of you, Anthony
3: Davis. Ah! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.